morning, good morning, good morning, um, welcome back, and I'm doing something a little bit different today, I'm going to do a book review on a book called, A Child Called It by David Peltzer, it was published in 1995, and this is his memoir or life story about what it was like for him growing up in the late 60s and early 70s as a victim of child abuse. Um, so just to give you a, a recap over the story, there, he was one of several children and his mother became very abusive towards him. His father really didn't do much to intercede, try to make things, um, better for him. And eventually the father left and left all the kids with this woman who, um, just really brutally uh, abused him and then um, people in the community recognized that there was something terribly wrong with what was going on with this kid and um, eventually they intervened and he got out of that situation so um, there were several things that I noticed about him as this he's telling the story and it's told from his perspective um his survival inst instinct kicked in and so he describes ways of how he learned to get food um one of the things that his mother would do was withhold food also the hatred that he had for his mother because of the things that she did to him and then his recognize the betrayal from the other parent how his father never really helped him and I, I do have to say that you know his thought process is spot-on as far as my opinion and how he um, narrates what he was thinking and feeling through the story and another thing that I noticed in here is there's a this constant game between the two parties involved so there's the adult power and then the child's cunningness to try to find a way to survive. So, for example, as I was mentioning about the food, his mother would, would withhold the food. And so he would go into the trash and eat whatever they threw away. Well, then she realized that he was doing this. So um, she would pour ammonia or something over the trash so that the food was inedible. And then... You know, he learned a ways to hide the food in the trash so that he could go back and get it later when she wasn't looking. And this was, there was also a conflict between this, him and the siblings. So the mom um, obviously projected this, uh, this, um, I don't even know what to call it, general idea that this child was not worth anything, David Peltzer. And, um, the kids that he, you know, his siblings also felt that way. They were kind of indifferent to the things that were going on to him. Um, it, it, well, okay. So, you know, there was, I don't know. I just have such a problem sometimes with the things that she did to him. There was a lot of, um, of course, the beatings, I say of course, like this is normal. It wasn't normal, but this is, was her, her, her tactic towards 
the most obvious abuse, but she would also starve him, like I had said, and she also fed him vile things, like, um, she would, when she found out that he was stealing food at school, she would deliberately make him throw up, and then she'd make him eat that, um, you know, after she'd inspected it to see what he had eaten, and there was a time when one of his younger siblings had a dirty diaper, and what she did was disgusting. Oh my God. Um, there was also neglect with his hygiene and his clothing. He wasn't allowed to bathe. You know, a normal parent will make sure the kids are clean, you know. And sometimes, I know from my experience with bathing, sometimes, or, you know, getting my children to clean, I had to go in there and, like, there was this age between being a child and turning into a tween like they might go in and shower but didn't really do a good job and you know you'd have to kind of supervise or make them go back or tell them like my son you know I want you to take a shower I don't want you to spend 30 minutes in there um and come out and be dirty again you know like you have to actually wash yourself things like that you know he didn't have a place an adequate place to sleep he would sleep in the garage or in the basement and was even just using things like old newspapers to keep himself warm at night. And so um, there was another thing that came out later as he grew, and that was his defiance. Like, he, um, obviously he was going to be angry with his mother, but also, you know, this determination. There was something inside of him that was basically rebelling, an internal rebellion that um, really, I believe this helped him survive. So, and I, I, you know, I have to say that all of these things that he was thinking and as he narrated it was definitely spot on, at least as far as I can relate to him having grown up in a household like this. Um, the, the things that go on in your mind when you're being abused as a child and not really buying the not buying the the brainwashing that is trying to be put into your head to tell you that you're not a worthwhile person however there was some controversy over this book so some of the things that were said about the book was there was no um, recall to authenticate some of the episodes that happened in there, um, such as, uh, you know, places and people and so on and so forth. And then some family members actually dispute the abuse, one of which was a grandmother. But I think later on she said that um, there was some abuse, but she didn't realize how, how bad it was. And then there's... Um, one of the criticisms that came was there's gaps in the background and a quote makes the foreground harder to trust. Um, now, my thoughts on this is that, you know, first of all, he's telling a story about something specific, not about, you know, it's hard to put everything in perspective when you're telling your life story. So, yeah, there's going to be gaps personally, but <clears throat> excuse me. I also want to keep in mind that he experienced this as a child. He was telling the story as an adult, but he was experiencing this as a child. So when he's talking about what happened to him, 
he's still telling this from a child's perspective, even though he's communicating it as an adult. And that's something that I think that we forget when somebody is telling a story about their childhood. They might have only been four, five, six, seven, eight years old when they're telling about what happened. And so they're telling you from the understanding that they had at that time. They only understood it as as a child and now they're communicating it as an adult and there's going to be gaps i'm sorry but that's just how i see it and then somebody else had mentioned that he was profiting from abuse and minimizing the seriousness of the crime by making the writing entertaining and my final thought on that is you know he he wrote a book if the book wasn't entertaining and i'm going to put entertaining in quotes because this is a really difficult topic to talk about especially when you're talking about what happened to you sometimes it's extremely difficult but nobody's going to read the story if it's not quote entertaining so that's the first thing it has to be written at least in a way that people are going to want to listen to it or read it and then the second thought is um regarding his profiting from it I mean I think that's a ridiculous thing to say lots of people write their stories and make money off of of what they've done but because it was something horrible that happened to him he shouldn't be making money off of the books you know there's expenses that come with writing and trying to publish um, things that you've said or you know, accomplished in your life. And I just, personally, I think that if the only thing he got out of it was a couple dollars, well, then I'm, you know, I'm kind of minimizing that, but I don't see why it's so bad that he's making money off of telling his life story. Other people write great, you know, stories about wonderful things that they've done and they're, they make money off of it, you know, and, Nobody seems to bat an eye on that, but if just because somebody had something horrible happen to them, that they shouldn't profit from selling their story. I, I think that's a double standard. It also goes along with the problem that we have in our society with accepting the fact that somebody might state that they've been abused or something horrible happened to them and uh, telling the story about how they survived. It just seems wrong to me to that whole criticism right there. So that's my thoughts on this book. I'm going to go ahead and put the link below in the description. It will be an affiliate link for the book through Amazon if you're interested in reading it. And also in the description, there is a, a, I'll put the phone number for the National Domestic Violence Hotline. If you or somebody you know has, or is being abused, you can call that number to get some help hope you found this entertaining. Thank you so much. Please stay safe and God bless.